Okay, so I have loved Maybelline since I became aware of it when I was, you know, probably 13, 14. I have used Maybelline for that long. And their new Lifter Plump Lip Gloss is absolutely insane. It is so fabulous. It gives me the perfect puffy pout. And one thing about me is I always have a lip on. Like I wake up in the morning, I brush my teeth and I apply a lip. I'm I'm just that girl. I'm sorry. I have to. And I'm obsessed with this new Lifter Plump. Okay. Here's why. There's a little heat in it and it just makes your lips look so kissable, so perfect, so divine. I'm obsessed, quite frankly. Can you take the heat? Find your shade at Maybelline.com or a retailer near you. Amazon shoppers get 10% off Lifter Plump purchase with code 10PLUMP for a limited time. Thankfully, C4 Energy has reinvented the energy drink game with C4 Smart Energy, the only energy drink clinically proven to provide enhanced mental focus. C4 Smart Energy is formulated with 200 milligrams of natural caffeine from green coffee beans, plus potassium, niacin, and vitamin B12 to support well-being and help you feel your best, all while promoting fat burn and boosting metabolism. So I have recently tried C4 Smart Energy, and let me tell you, it is giving me a boost. That caffeine is hitting because I have a very short attention span. I get distracted so easily, and I tried it, and I was like, yeah, this is a boost all right. I love that. Look for smart energy every day in the beverage aisle at your local Target. Go grab a can and share on social media tagging at C4 Energy and the It's Me Tinks podcast to show how smart energy helps you stay focused wherever you are. C4 Smart Energy. Stay focused. To know me is to know that I am obsessed with spicy margaritas. Love tequila cocktails? Then check out the award-winning 21 Seeds Infused Tequila. It's a -a one-of-a-kind tequila infused with the juice of real fruit. 21 Seeds is smooth, not sweet. It smells fresh and bright and tastes incredible. Try 21 Seeds Infused Tequila. Learn more at 21seeds.com. Enjoy responsibly. 21 Seeds, Diageo, New York, New York. Hi guys, welcome back to It's Me Tanks. I am so excited for today's episode and not only because I've had half a bottle of champagne, it's because Camilla is back and uh, I just love potting with her because she's so intelligent and smart and um, those mean the same things the champagne is showing. And and I'm started silly, but we're going to talk about something really serious today. And I do just want to give a, a trigger warning to anybody who's going through a fertility journey right now. We are going to be talking all about fertility, egg freezing, and that kind of stuff. So if you're sensitive, just keep that in mind. Um, don't want anybody to get um, triggered by this content. Camilla, welcome back to the pod. Hello. I'm so happy to be here. So this is a very interesting um, time for us to be doing this fertility talk. We've been wanting to do it for a while. It's something that we've both been speaking about to each other for a while. We're both, um, you know, in our thirties, we are both, uh, you know, not married and um, you know, it's a huge topic on everyone's mind, egg freezing. Mm -hmm. And you, you started a journey recently. Yeah. I mean, I think it's a very interesting time for us to have this conversation because I mean, selfishly for me where I'm at, um, I've decided I am doing egg freezing today is actually my first day that I'm going to be doing that. So the timing of this is kind of crazy. 
Um, and, you know, I think it's something you've thought about and you're in a yeah. slightly different place with. So it's a very pertinent topic. Yeah. I think we were speaking about it on the train. We're coming to you almost live from Soho Farmhouse in the English countryside. And I think my goal with this um, episode is to um, champion and highlight and celebrate different choices. Because I think, you know, when we talk about scarcity mindset and we talk about all of these issues that women face, it's, there are so many different choices. And the point is women have, women should have the right to choose with everything. That is the goal, right? That is the goal, but it's not just to have the choice. It's that no choice should be looked down upon. So if you want to freeze your eggs, it should be available to every woman. In my opinion, if you want to have an abortion, it should be available safely to every woman. In my opinion, if you don't want to freeze your eggs, if you don't feel like having children, or if you're not sure you shouldn't be looked down upon either. And so these are the things that I really want to dig into today. Um, because we are to, you know, we, we really tend to see not see eye to, well, we do see eye to eye on things, but we're, we're usually pretty in sync with things, but we've decided to go different directions. So also before we get into this further, I want to say like, we're both coming at this from a place of privilege because we can both afford to freeze our eggs. And I feel like right now there's this tone of discourse where it's just like, oh, just freeze your eggs. Are you going to freeze your eggs? Like, are you going to watch White Lotus on Sunday? Like, no, it's a massive financial undertaking. It is a, from a place of privilege that we're both even considering this. So I really, really want to um, make that point before we dig in further. I'm totally acknowledging that. I'm totally acknowledging what a privileged decision this is now. I don't think it should be like, as I said, in an ideal world, I think it should be available to any woman so that it, it buys her more time and it's an insurance policy and she doesn't have to worry about it, whatever, but it's not. So acknowledging the place of privilege, can you talk a little bit about your decision to freeze your eggs and how you came to it? Yeah. So first of all, I think the most important thing to me to underscore here is the like taking the having the agency to make that decision and being really deliberate about that decision. Right. And I think that's something we all just should kind of keep top of mind is like, you know, with with everything that you said based on cost and all of that sort of thing. But like being very thoughtful about, you know, is this something that you want, whether that's freezing your eggs or having kids or whatever it is. So when it comes to my thought process and my decision, I looked at my life and at what I love about my life and what I want my life to look like long-term and where I have the ability to take control and where I don't have control because both of those things are really, really important to kind of understand and accept. Um, and I looked at all of that and for me personally, and like, you know, yeah, I'm not married. I don't have um, the person in mind today that I'm sure that I'm going to have kids with. But I know for me that kids is something that I would like to be a part of my journey at some point. You know, the other factor you have to think about is like, is that a path that you would go alone or, you know, not? Um, but for me, at least this was the starting step of like, I think that this is something that I likely will want at some point. And it might be that in a few years that happens for me, for me naturally. Great. Amazing. But like, 
the insurance policy is really nice. Mm -hmm. And even if you end up using for a second kid or whatever Mm -hmm. it is, Mm -hmm. for me, having the luxury and the freedom to, to make that choice meant that I wanted to do that. Yeah. And when did you decide, when did you start thinking about egg freezing? And when were you like, I'm for sure doing this? Okay. So let me tell you, it has been a long journey for me because I have been terrified mm-hmm. of this process. Yeah. And one thing I will say is I thought I was doing the right thing by doing my research, asking all my friends who've done it, trying to understand the experience for everyone. And actually what I would say is everybody's experience is so different mm-hmm. that it kind of doesn't help that much to understand other people's experiences because it has absolutely nothing to do with what your experience will be on. So I've gone through waves of being really scared because my friends had horrible experiences to being totally reassured because it was so easy for them. Right. And at the end of the day, I just had to say like, okay, I think like, you know, I'm just going to pull the trigger for me. So I started thinking about this probably, well, actually the first time I ever thought about it, I was like 25. Do I wish that I would have just maybe done it then probably, but Mm -hmm. like, you know, we don't at that time. Um, But since then, it's been in the back of my head. I started thinking about it seriously about a year and a half ago. I wanted to do it this time last year. And I frankly just didn't get my act together because I was a bit too scared. So then for this whole year, I've been thinking about it and planning out the timing and trying to find the right time of year to do it and the right provider and doing all my research. And so I have been mentally preparing for this for 18 months at this point, but like definitely very seriously in the last six months. And all of that has been sort of like playing chicken with myself to Mm -hmm. see at what point I'm going to quit. But we're here today and I haven't quit yet. So that that means something. I'm really proud of you. We were just um, having drinks and we were talking about agency and that's something you brought up again. And I think one of the things that I respect most in adults, like as I do feel, unfortunately, I'm an adult at age 32, is like the agency to do what you want. And again, there's privilege that needs to be checked when there's this fertility conversation. But I think why I love the egg freezing option for those that can do it is because it does give you that insurance policy. And we talk so much on this podcast about there not being timelines. And I believe that in my fucking core. However, there is a biological clock, right? There is. And it, and it adds a lot of stress. I think all the time about if I didn't have a biological clock, I would be invincible. So then you might think, well, then Tinks, why don't you just freeze your eggs? And it's really interesting. And I'm, I'm really like, I'm going to be vulnerable with you guys. I went to the gynecologist like a couple months ago and she did some random test. I don't even know what it's called. That just shows how, you know, aware I am, whatever. And she said, you know, your egg reserves might be low. It's might be really hard to get pregnant naturally. If you want to freeze your eggs, like the time is now. And when she called me, I was like, very upset. I was very upset because it was kind of like the slap in the face that I've been waiting for kind of, I don't know. Like I just, I didn't want to deal with it. And, and, and I, I don't want to qualify for this whole episode, but like, I know some of the things I'm saying aren't intelligent and they're not thought out and they're not fair. But like, for me, I've just, I haven't wanted to think about the fertility conversation because to be frank, I'm resentful. I am so fucking resentful of the biological clock. And again, that's not fair and that's not a good use of emotion. And I feel like usually I'm so efficient with how I spend my time and energy and my thoughts. And I'm just fucking mad. I'm mad that I have to take time out to think about this. I'm mad that I have a biological clock. I'm mad that I have to limit my 
plans because I might have to deal with this other thing and I don't know if I want it yet. And it's confusing and it's upsetting. And people are just saying, oh, freeze your eggs. Like it's nothing like, oh, it's like going to the movies or something like, oh, grab a bag of M&Ms, freeze your eggs. It's, it's a huge financial undertaking. It is a biological undertaking. It's a whole thing. And I, yeah, I, I guess I'm really resentful. And I'm just wondering if, if you've ever felt any resentment of that or like how you contend with that. So I have a trip planned to Palm Desert coming up and I booked an Airbnb because I wanted to be with all of my friends. This house we booked has a beautiful pool. So you guys know I will be catching some rays and doing a little bit of tanning. I know a few friends who have houses and when they're away, whether it's on a trip or they're traveling for work, they just Airbnb their houses. So they're like actively making money while they're away, which is kind of the dream, right? Like passively making extra money. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. There are so many books out there, it can be hard to choose one. But becoming a Book of the Month member makes it easy to decide which book to read next. Members get books delivered right to their door and shipping is always free. There's even an app to pick your book and track your reading progress. And there are audiobooks too. So I'm obsessed with this, you guys, because I feel like sometimes I get decision paralysis on what to read next. And the fact that Book of the Month Club, they decide for you, they pick the best because they do all that reading is just fantastic. I love to be in the reading community and book of the month is an incredible way to really get engaged with your reading maybe you want to pick it back up for summer so important to always have a book when you're going on your summer trips reading by the pool or just reading before bed which is as you know my favorite thing to do right now you can get your first book of the month for just five dollars with code pedals by visiting bookofthemonth.com that's bookofthemonth.com and use code pedals This Mother's Day, spoil the moms in your life with little luxuries from Osea. I am obsessed with Osea because it is clean, vegan, cruelty-free, and climate neutral certified. And I just know I can feel very safe using everything. My mom loves it too. I always gift her Osea because I know she's obsessed with it. She is a big fan of the body oil. She just loves how soft it makes her skin feel. It is the best. The Andaria Algae Body Oil is seriously one of a kind. Like I said, that's my mom's favorite. It's rich yet never greasy and it's clinically proven to instantly improve skin elasticity. It leaves skin silky, soft, and unbelievably glowing. Spoil the moms in your life with clean vegan skincare and body care from Osea. Get 10% off your first order site-wide with code TINKS at OseaMalibu.com. You'll get free samples with every order and free shipping on orders over $60. Head to OseaMalibu.com and use code TINKS for 10% off. Way's new anti-frizz cream provides immediate frizz control that lasts up to 72 hours plus heat production up to 450 degrees. Okay, so I actually tried Way's new anti-frizz cream on live with my community, which is kind of risky, right, to try a new product on live. I put it on my hair, which as you guys know is level 9 million frizzy. And by the time I had got done finishing my glam, because I was doing glam on live, my hair was dry and I was shook 
to my core at how smooth my hair looked, especially that frizzy top part, you know, in, in your part, all those little baby hairs coming through that frizzy part that was smooth. So shout out way for consistently delivering products that actually work and do what they say they're going to do on the bottle. Frizz free up your schedule with way go to T H E O U A I.com and enter promo code meetings for 15% off any product. That's T H E O U A I.com promo code me tanks do you find yourself searching for true crime podcasts that are different from what you're always recommended do you want to make a real difference in the cases that you're following well you're a crime junkie and i'm ashley flowers the creator and host of the number one true crime podcast crime junkie there are hundreds of episodes already available and each monday we dive into the details of cases spanning from some of the most infamous to those that you have never heard covered before listen to crime junkie podcast now wherever you're listening not that you need me to validate you but i can't relate more like it this is everything that i've gone through and i'm a person who I, my, my close friends know, you know, like my whole life, I have struggled with the concept of time and the fact that that's the one thing that is the resource that is finite, no matter how much money you have, you cannot buy more of it. And it's the one thing that you can't control. And when it comes to fertility and to being a woman, you know, this is something that we were talking about on the train, but it's a binary choice. Like to have kids or not have kids is a binary choice that cannot be undone. There is nothing else really that, that mm. is at that mm. same level, even getting married, you can get divorced. Like there are things that yeah. can be undone. Yeah. Like, and so that I think is really, you have to sit there and take it really seriously. But also the fact that I'm busy. Like I mm-hmm. like my life. I have a great job that I enjoy. I have friends. I love spending time with. I love traveling. The fact that I have to, think about this yes. and like try to make this decision now is really heavy and really stressful. And it feels so unfair. It feels very unfair. And like, it's, I, I kind of think that like, it's, you know, you and I have sat there in our own brains and faced this same decision and we've chosen different paths of dealing with it. Yeah. But we both like, we've gone through the same thought process. Yeah. It's so true. It's so true. I, I think like for both of us, I know how much you like your life and I like my life too. And I'm proud of the lives that we've built and the lives that we lead. And we've spent time on this very podcast talking about how, you know, in our late twenties, early thirties, we feel this incredible amount of, um, agency and happiness and fulfillment. And it's like, and now you're telling me I need to go do this thing to have an insurance policy because I don't know what's going to happen. Like, again, lucky that we have the option but just so fucking frustrating it just anyway guys to be very vulnerable again when I was faced with this question you know my gynecologist is telling me like you got to do it now I felt so upset at the prospect of freezing my eggs and I felt so resentful and I kind of thought to myself you guys know I'm a little woo-woo I was like if I go into this resenting the process resenting the whole thing it's probably not going to go well. Like I really do believe in like the power of thought. And like, if my, if I'm thinking to myself, fuck this shit, I hate this. I can't believe I have to do this. My body's going to hear me and be like, well, what the fuck? Like, I'm not going to, you know, whatever. And like, I have other health issues. I have, I've struggled with PCOS. I have Hashimoto's. I want to do anything else, but freeze my eggs. Like I literally want to go shovel manure more than I want to freeze my eggs. And that's just where I'm at. 
And maybe that's reflective of me not being sure that I want kids. I am not ready for a child. And I am a very like, do what's in front of me person. I think that's the good thing about this process is it does make you really think very seriously. It makes you stack rank the priorities in your life, you know, which I think is a really important exercise to go through, like just in general. But for me, I also knew that there was never going to be a convenient time. Like right now, London is super fun. It's always fun around Christmas. I think it is in a lot of cities. Uh, You know, there was never going to be a great time to do this. But for me, when I looked at it on the face of things, and actually, you know, I'm not ready for a kid right now either. That's part of the reason that I'm doing this. So when I stacked ranked things, I was like, actually, this is something that I'm going to make the time for and that I am going to deal with the discomfort of and everything else that comes along with it. Because I personally, for my own sanity, think that I'll be grateful like that I did it down the line, whether or not I end up using those eggs. And I think it just really highlights that you can use your time however you want. Yeah, yeah. And I worry, I mean, I'm pretty decisive. Like I'm pretty, I went down the thought, I went down the thought tree and I was like, well, Tinks, what if you wake up and you're 37 and you really want a baby? And uh, God, I'm trying to be more mysterious, but like, I guess with my job and my personality, I never will be. So I just, (laughs) I guess I'll like lay it all on the table. I really never used to consider it. I never really thought about adoption, but I, I think I thought long and hard about it. And I thought, if I try to have a baby when I'm whatever age and I can't, I will adopt happily. And that's something that I really feel has changed for me over the past couple of years. And I, I'm excited by that prospect yeah. and I'm very interested in it. And I, I would feel very excited to do, to do that. So this is, this is my core thing that I would hope that every woman out there does is go down the decision tree like you said it's not just do I have the right time like do I have two weeks right now to do this yeah it's more about okay how am I gonna feel at 37 38 Mm -hmm. how am I gonna feel when uh all my friends are 45 and they're on school run and Mm -hmm. um or like planning their lives around school holidays how am I gonna feel you know when I'm sick like who's going to take care of me like thinking about all of those things yeah and just going down that whole decision tree because life is long and I think that that is a key problem with how we make decisions in our late 20s and early 30s is we feel that everything's so immediate when actually we're making these decisions that are going to shape the rest of our lives and you you have to put those decisions in the context of the rest of your life yeah I know and I and I worry that I I worry that I'm just such a sensitive Sally because I don't I don't like medical things. It makes me very anxious. I don't like needles. I don't like, I really don't like shots. Like I really can barely get like a flu shot. Like it makes me nauseous to think about like, and I think I'm just sensitive person in general. And it it's like I mentioned before, the resentment of having to do it when men don't like, I have a lot of anger towards men about yeah. that and stuff. I worry that I have, I've made this decision partially because I don't want the discomfort. Mm -hmm. Because if you said to me, if I paid the money, if I paid double the money and I could snap my fingers and and have my eggs on ice, would I do it? Of course, Mm -hmm. of course. 
So I wor- I wonder to myself and I worry how much of my decision was based on the pure discomfort. And also, like you said, it's so vastly different for every woman. And I have friends who are like, it was awful. I gained 25 pounds. I felt sick for weeks. I like, it was threw me off. And I have friends who were like, I literally didn't feel anything. And And to add to the discomfort point, I am really sensitive. And to me, I've always had so many problems with my hormones and with my health that like to add this to the mix, like to add those hormones and everything. I'm like, I I'm scared for my body. Like I'm scared of all that. Like it's just so complicated. And I just, yeah. I mean, but that to me is so 1000% valid. And it goes back to the point that you were making at the top of the headspace that you're in going into these things really makes a big difference. And like, maybe this sounds kind of woo woo for me, but I like, I am in a really good place with my body right now. And I no, I think this like, is important. Say more. I, I believe that we can do this. And when I say me, I mean, like we, I mean me and my own body. Like, I believe that we're capable of this and like, I'm like going to cry. I'm like, no, I have I, tears in my eyes. Like, like that's I, so... I know, like, I know it's going to be hard and I know, um, well, I, I'm mentally preparing for the worst because, you know, it's better to be prepared for the worst and then be pleasantly surprised. But I just believe that this is what is right for me and my body. And I believe that we're capable of this. And I think that going in with that perspective is what's going to make it okay for me and going in with another perspective of feeling scared or sensitive or fearful or any of those things, I really do think can impact the outcome. And so you shouldn't do anything that you feel in your gut is not right for you. Yeah. I, it's so beautiful. And you said that before when we were talking about your body and you just being ready. And I think it's like so beautiful. And I'm so proud of you for, for just like doing this with gusto and, and like giving it your all, like you do everything. And I'm just, I'm so happy that you have this option and you're, and you're doing this and it will like completely, I know for you, it will relieve all your anxiety and it will be the insurance policy you need. And it will just be amazing. And you're ready. You're in such a good place. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, you know, that's the other thing for me. And like, this is, uh, yeah, this speaks to like the root of my anxiety, which is the positive time, but like, I've seen what it's done for other friends of mine that, it's just completely alleviated, you know, any sense of a timeline, any sense of that kind of, um, you know, window closing or whatever it is. And I want that for myself because it's the only missing piece in my life. Like I'm really happy with everything yeah. else, you know, yeah. and it's like, if I can straighten this thing out, then that's great. But that's my choice and my assessment of the situation. And that does not map directly to anyone else's situation, which is why it's so cool that we're able to have this conversation having made different decisions. Yeah. I do worry. And this is more something that's just coming out through discussing. So you guys, it's important to discuss with your close friends who you feel really safe with. And what I really want to point out is it's okay to have completely different, different stances on things and support each other through those stances. But now I'm kind of like just thinking it out like two things. First of all, every single woman who's older than me who I've sat with at an influencer dinner or whatever is like, freeze your eggs, freeze your eggs, do it, do it, do it, do it, do it. The second point, which is like, again, wow, I'm going to have a vulnerability hangover. But like, I worry that a little bit of this decision or maybe a lot is through it's I don't want to cut off my nose to spite my face. 
And I feel so fucking resentful that my life rocks Mm -hmm. and I don't want to change a goddamn thing. And yet I have to do this. Like, I don't want to cut off my nose to spite my face. And like, I don't, I mean, I've talked through it endlessly in therapy. I've talked to my friends and my family and like, I came to this decision, but I do have that little voice in the back of my mind where I'm like, are you just doing this because you feel like it's unfair? I mean, it is unfair. Mm -hmm. Like, Mm -hmm. like that, can we just call a spade a spade? Like for, for all we do to level the playing field and for all we do to try to make sure that, you know, we have equal access and equal rights as women, um, at the end of the day, our bodies work differently and men can't carry babies. And in most places they aren't offered any paternal leave, you know, let alone equal paternal leave. So these are things that we have to think about and contend with. And I hope that it's different in our lifetime, but this is what we face right now. And for me, I decided to just try to look at things through my own lens of me and my life with the knowledge that like whatever stand I take, probably isn't going to change this big picture for right now yeah and and I like it's it's an it's an abdication of power in some ways which makes me sad but at the same time it's a reclaiming of power in that I am usurping that timeline yeah yeah I think also just right now with the U.S. being so fucked up and you know women in certain states not having access to healthy or safe rather abortions, not even having rights to their own bodies, all the shootings, it just feels chaotic. And that's affecting me too. I would be lying. I mean, I know it's affecting absolutely fucking everybody and, you know, certain groups of people more than others, the LGBTQ plus community, especially in the wake of the shooting, um, you know, women, women of color, like I just, it feels so chaotic right now. Okay. So let me tell you something I think about, which is that you're a hundred percent right. And that is something that makes me feel really, really powerless. Yeah. And it's really sad to think about in a lot of ways, because I, I hope that we see change in our lifetimes, but I also think that it's on each of us in like to do what we can to affect change in small ways. Right. And totally. so for me, like, normalizing this conversation and like talking about it with my close friends and talking about it with my extended circle or whatever. I don't want it to be shady. I don't want it to be something that's like happening behind closed doors. Like I want women within the parameters of today of like this moment, I want us to have as much agency as we can. And, and that's, I guess like that, that's my way of trying to help within the parameters of what the cards have been dealt. I love that. And I think it's so true. And that's why I'm really trying to be honest about my misgivings about the whole thing and like about, about all of the reasons why I've chosen not to do it, including, you know, being sensitive about my hormones and my body and being resentful. And like, I think that's a really like embarrassing thing to admit to you guys, honestly, like out of everything that I've ever said on this podcast or in public, I think that's, probably one of the dark and twistiest things that I've ever admitted to, which is that I may be making this choice in part out of resentment, which is so not my personality. And so like the opposite of what I would ever advise you guys 
to do on any situation. Like, but I'm just, it's complicated. It's so fucking complicated. And it bothers me how every women's issue today is just like swept off as like a, as like a black or white thing. Like, oh, well, like this or that, you know, get an abortion or don't, or like you can, or you can't, or like freeze your eggs or don't like it's fucking complicated to be a woman in this world. It is fucking difficult. Every day is a new thing that we have to contend with. And we have to think about the future and plan in a way that men never will. And I'm really sorry to be woo woo and like, take it here. But like the reason that I give you guys, I want to give you guys dating advice and like life advice that's all related to self-worth is because if I can ameliorate some of that or alleviate rather some of that stress, I want to give you back mindshare because we have so much bigger fish to fry than if fucking Chris from Hinge is messaging you back. And I I hope you see the connection in the the grand scheme of things. I mean, nail on the head. Like that's that's 100% it. And I just think, you know, this conversation and like this topic that I hope every woman out there like thinks about for herself, that's shit that matters. Like totally, that's something you should be spending mind share on. Let's not waste time on like stupid details of like little yeah. things going on in our lives. And I think like, I don't want to trivialize anyone's struggles because I know things are, you know, a different size, big deal to different people. But at the end of the day, like what you're doing is trying to help people get perspective. Yeah. So if you, you know, you, you know, if you started seeing someone more seriously, would you tell them that you were freezing your eggs? Like a guy? Yeah, it's a great question. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I not, I mean, it depends on the relationship Mm -hmm. and how far into it we are. But to me, because like, I feel a little bit defiant about this mm-hmm. and that like, I refuse to be ashamed to talk about no, it. Oh, you, and you and, shouldn't. Like, yeah. And like, not even just ashamed, but I refuse to feel that this is like super personal, whatever. It obviously is personal, but I want it to be something that people respect and people are having more of a conversation about. And so for me, you know, I think I would, if it, if it's the right guy in the right moment, I think I would share that because their reaction would tell me a lot. So, you know, when you're in the early stages of someone and you're starting to build trust, like that's how you build trust is by being vulnerable. And this is my thing right now. This is my vulnerable thing right now. I totally agree. And it's like when I, even when I started being a creator, influencer, whatever, I would have never spoken about periods. And then as I, you know, the past three years have been this seismic shift in the Western world. And there's so much the tectonic plates of social change are moving. And now I talk about it all the time because I'm like, I refuse to let men dictate what is comfortable and not comfortable to talk about. And I see Gen Z and I have gripes with them for sure. But (laughs) one of the things that I love about them is that they are so open about it. They like, they're like, of course, we're going to talk about periods. It's a bodily function. It's like peeing or it's like sweating or whatever. It is a bodily function is how we reproduce. And that's why now I talk about them. And that's why I want to talk about this. Yeah. The thing is, I don't like periods. I don't think that many men understand fertility or understand egg freezing at all. Like, I think that they don't like, I told my boyfriend, I was like, I'm not going to freeze my eggs. And he was like, why would you, you know? And I'm like, because I'm, 32. Like, yeah, this is a major, like I'm old for having a kid now. 
believe it or not. Well, and and well, it's like, we time. no, we have time. But like, he had no, it was like, huh? Huh? Mm-hmm. And it's like, unless a man is in a committed partnership where they've made the decision to start trying, they have no concept of what it takes to get pregnant, fertility issues, the whole IVF thing. Like they don't have any concept of it as per usual, unless it's a direct issue that affects them. They have no idea. And that's why I think it's like, I want to fucking talk about it. Yeah. I mean, I think that that's a super key point too. And the other thing is we actually aren't taught to have that much knowledge of our own fertility. You know, it's like kind of something I wish I would have done earlier was just like have a sense of where I'm at. And like, you don't have to go through, it's not a very arduous process getting your fertility checked, but it's like when we go for health checkups, you know, go to the GP or whatever it is, like this is, it's like kept behind a curtain, female fertility. And like, it's for women as well as for men. I mean, less so for women, I guess a little bit, but I, but I think it's something that we should know more about in our own bodies. And then when it comes to dating and men and all of that stuff, like we need to make them face it the same way that we have with periods. We do. I really, I really agree with you. And that's my stance on that has changed so much. Like I really, really want to smack them in the face with it. Now I'm like, I'll talk about my, about my period all day long. I'm like, you have to, fu- they have to fucking deal with it. Yeah. If they want the population to keep going, that's how you have babies. So talk like if you're uncomfortable get fucked loser this is just like a permanent question that i have which is why don't men why don't men that's the end of the question why don't men that's the question (laughs) no um my my question is why don't men care about these things because at the end of the day like it takes two to tango and whether that's like them i know but it does like when it comes to you know having kids with the person that you love and care about like you know if that was you and your boyfriend or whatever it's like that's something that you have to think about if your fertility is a big piece of that but I think about it also this is slightly tangential but I think about this also when it comes to like I don't know using protection it's like not the thing that the man is ever like asking about when your lost STD check is or things like that and it just really baffles me that they just don't seem to know or care anything like about any of this about any of it they don't they really don't like how a cycle works, how, what days you can get pregnant, like all that stuff. And I, I, I genuinely would trace it back to the difference in biological clock because fundamentally they have no biological clock. Therefore it follows one might hypothesize they're not predispositioned to think ahead in right. the same way that women are. It's just different for women. We have the biological clock from the second we're born our bodies change. We, we start our periods. We go through puberty. We go through menopause. Once we have children, it's a completely different situation for us than it is for men. And it's just different. Yeah. 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 I just, I guess I think for people that have partners out there and, you know, whatever stage of the relationship that you are in, I think it is, a little bit on all of us to try to normalize these conversations to try to like make it something that you know men are a little bit more educated on because the women in their lives care about it they should care about it you know and it sucks that again that this falls to us that this is like another thing that we have to champion and like be the the guardians of but to me like that that's that's kind of part of where we're at right now it's like we we do we do should try to advance the conversation somehow yeah. And talk about it with your friends. You guys have open conversations. 
don't be afraid to say, I don't know if I want children, or I'm afraid to freeze my eggs because I'm afraid to gain weight. None of your thoughts are bad and none of them are invalid. Okay. Yeah. And your friends should be a safe space for you to say those things and talk them out. Okay. I'm serious. Like I beg of you go have these conversations, no matter what age you are. Um, they're so important. And your friends, your girlfriends are like your greatest asset during this time. So true. I mean, it's the sounding board piece. And, you know, I hope that everybody has people that they can rely on for that conversation and we can all help each other in that way. Yeah. Thank you so much for being on the podcast and thank you for being so vulnerable and honest about your journey. And I'm very proud of you and I'm proud to be here on this first day of your journey. Big day. Tings is going to help day. me do my shot later. I'm going to help her do it. Well, I'm not going to look because I'm afraid of shots, but <laughs> I will be holding your hand. Josie right. will shoot you up. <laughs> Teamwork. Teamwork. <laughs> and then we're doing something called shots for shots where we're going <laughs> to. Um, yeah, you can drink when you're getting your eggs frozen. I'm not a doctor. I, that's something I didn't know. Um, You guys, I hope everyone had an awesome Thanksgiving. This was kind of a happy, heavy episode for post Thanksgiving vibes, but that's okay. Um, it's serious. It's not heavy. I, I take that back. It's not heavy. It's part of life. The more we talk about it, the more knowledge is power. It's all about sharing information, especially amongst women. So I hope this helped. Hey, if you guys are liking the podcast, please share an episode with a friend. It would mean the absolute world to me. Thank you, Camilla, for coming on. You are the best. Always. Always.